0: Jazz favorites. Hi, this is Zach Alfinakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. On K- Hi, this is Zach Alfinakis. You're listening to KUCI, Irvine, 88.9. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, Visit KCI.org or KCI Talk.org. KCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine. You're listening to Our Digital Future every Friday at 4:30 p.m. Right before us was Countdown UCI every Friday at 4 p.m. with Dimitri, where news and guests from the only UC in the OC are on. So this show is a half hour, 4.30 to 5. And our digital future is where librarians around the world discuss the digital future of our information spaces. Today we have future librarian... Me, Z B Z talking to you. I hope you follow us on Twitter at ILoveLibraries. That's I-L-U-V libraries. Today I posted that we're going to talk about public library access to audiobooks in the genre of romantic suspense. And there's a reason that I wrote that. You see, I go to school at the University of Illinois' Urbana-Champaign, where we're in an adult popular literature summer class that's discussing all the genres available at public libraries that we may not be familiar with, and I was not familiar with the romantic genre of romance until we had to read two books for class and write an essay that's due Monday. I still have to do a thousand words on that, but... I want to share with you what I've learned because I think a lot of you, like me, are not familiar with the romance genre. But um, let me just just mention to you as well what I started the show off with. At 4.30, we heard a a great new song. Just um, got released last night in L.A. at The Smell. We saw Mr. Loveless with a song called 90s Children. So children born in the 1990s, which is like a decade after our birth because we were born in the 80s. So I think he was being um, critical. The lead singer um, has some things to say about 90s children. If you missed that, I'll play it maybe again at the end of the show. They're from Walnut Creek area. I think they live in Oakland. They're from up north and I really enjoy them. They have played my music show previously when they had Zam Radio years ago and my friend's music show more recently, um, Thursdays, eight to ten PM with the sound sessions. Rita, they had um, maybe six months ago come down and build an acoustic set right here in studio. Good stuff. So yeah, that's just a shout out to Mr. Loveless, who's in town. House party tonight. Okay. Um, yeah, they're playing in my house, but you don't know where I live, so that's okay. Let's talk about our digital future. And, um, you know, I've been doing this show almost a year now because I've been in library school almost a year now and I've gotten to, to interview a lot of great librarians on campus. Recently, we had Pauline Menaka down here, the, the librarian here at UCI for sociology and anthropology. She has a great experience here since the 70s. And, it, um, a year ago, we started the show off with my mentor Virginia Allison here talking about film and media visual studies, which is what I hope to get into. It all ties in nicely with the music, film and media. So go ahead and ask a future librarian. If you go to my website, it's linked to the kci.org webpage. It's ziba.kci.org. If you're listening online, you can check it out. There's a there's like funny posts I uh, post that are library related sometimes. Oh, shout out to Steven Nario. We had him on last week. That was from singleape.com. I really enjoy his blog. Check out the new ones he posted this week. Reading, F.U. Reality, that's on there. And if you click it, there's a link to my favorite author. My favorite author writes fantasy, and his name is Piers Anthony There's a picture. He looks pretty old here. But he's still alive and writing. I did a book talk about his book from the Incarnations of Immortality. And um, it's kind of something I might want to share with you right now. The audio version. Because, you know, everybody should get to know about different types of books so here's a little pre-recorded book talk just like about two minutes on uh what i did T- take a listen do you ever catch yourself daydreaming about magic and alternate realities hi i'm Zeba zadar and have i got the book for you bearing an hourglass by Piers anthony one of my favorite fantasy authors in this second book in his series of the incarnation of immortality we meet the mortal male norton who enjoys camping and wilderness as he's approached by the ghost Wayne, who produced a large fortune in his life as a dragon slayer but no heir unfortunately he needs an heir a son to take over the fortune of his family So, he has married a woman that has agreed to produce a son for him with a mortal man and Norton is that man. Norton agrees after he meets the wife of the ghost and falls in love with her. A year after the production of the heir, the son is killed tragically by a disease that was given to him by the incarnation of nature. After doing a favor for Gawain and putting his genetic essence into the unborn son, tragically giving the genetic disease that runs in Wayne's family to the son. And Norton then loses the only woman he ever loved because she kills herself after a few weeks that her son is dead. Norton then is propositioned by the Incarnations to fill the slot as the Incarnation of Time, and with nothing left to live for, he agrees. He joins the ranks of the Incarnation of Death, war, fate and nature in the struggle between good and evil that exists on earth. This book is jam-packed with many more surprises as this all happens within the first few chapters. This is a great series if you'd like to continue or you can just read the one book. You don't really need to read the others to enjoy this wonderful entertainment piece by Piers Anthony. Check out his other series as well. There's the Blue Adept series and the Xanth series. One part I really love about this book is the ring that Norton wears throughout the novel. It's a snake ring. He names Snake. It's magical and provides the answer to any question with one squeeze for yes and two squeezes for no. I know you'll have fun reading this book, but you don't have to take my word for it. you enjoyed that there so that was um, when we had to talk about sci- sci-fi fantasy but then the week after we had to talk about romance and in order to talk about it we had to read it as a class, There's like over 30 of us so public libraries, you know that's actually one of the more popular genres and it's also available on audiobook which I've never had to read something by listening to it, did you realize that audiobooks are like 14 hours long Sometimes, So this book I read was really, I should say, I listened to, was by the author Nora, Nora Roberts, which apparently is very popular romance author. Again, I wasn't familiar with the genre, and um, she has a lot of books, and they're not just romance, they're romantic suspense now. It's a genre, they call it romantic suspense, because it's like a lot of action-type mystery thrillers. And then there's also the romantic plot. And then it's usually, there's a strong like individual female her- heroine, and then there's a hero, and she doesn't necessarily need saving, but he becomes part of the, the plot. So I read this one. It's called Tribute. Well, I listened to it, and um, it's pretty interesting. And then I had to read another book because he had to read two, so I read uh, Zane. It's pretty um, explicit erotica which is available for free at your public library I mean libraries don't hold back their free knowledge information for everyone they have the tools there to share so if I just went down to the Newport Beach Public Library I went to the fiction section and I just went to the shelf where the author was listed and pulled it right off the shelf and um, You know, from the cover, you could kind of tell already, like it's going to be a little, as as some librarians like to call it, spicy. How spicy do you want your romance novel? They'll say, as they want to be nice, because you know, you can go up to librarians at the public library and ask for recommendations if you don't know what you want to read. They're well versed with the collection. They're the ones that helped purchase the collection, and so they do research on the authors, and they know they want to know a lot about the book, so they know what to recommend if you go up and ask, which a lot of people don't know, you can go up to a librarian and just say, hey, what's a good romance book? Except I did that at the Newport Beach Public Library, and the two guys working there were like, well, that's not really um, a genre we're familiar with, so that didn't work out that time, but there's also, I think, a website called goodreads.com, and of course, we had Kyle down here the other day from Hipster Book Club. I don't know if they review too many romance novels on that site, though. I don't know about hipsters reading romance. But. I have some issues here. So, some questions for you to to consider. The incredible commercial success of romance fiction represents one of the publishing marvels of the late 20th century. About half of all paperbacks sold are romance fiction. So, did you know a recent Romance Writers of America survey states that men readers have increased to 22% of the total romance readership, up from an estimated 7% in 2002. Why the increase? What in the genre is appealing to men? Well, I think it's because there's the suspense part coming in. There's romantic um, suspense as a genre. And also, we, we have a question on why do people like to read romantic fiction? So, there's just a sheer quantity sold. Pop romance is by far the most popular popular of all fiction genres. Hmm, maybe because their life's not too spicy? And there are a lot of subtypes of romance. Um, it's funny, the subtypes. I didn't realize there's so many subtypes. Which ones are permanent, and which ones come and go? Is there a formula that exists in the novels? Do they carry over? What are the basic myths of popular romance? I think, um,. A myth that broke when I had to read two for the first time like a week ago was I always thought they were going to be like with Fabio on the cover and really cheesy and really just like, oh, a librarian's at her desk and then a Fabio guy comes up and's like, let me take you to dinner and a movie and then they live happily ever after. But that's um, definitely not the case with – that's a myth because the ones I read were – it seemed like a mystery book. I was like, this doesn't sound like – Romance? It's like a mystery. But that's interesting because you could really call everything romance genre because when you're watching a film, usually they have a specific plot. There has to be the relationship ending for Happily Ever After. Otherwise, a lot of times movies aren't entertaining. So the script writer says there always has to be a romantic um relationship for the film to be entertaining to or appealing to people. So they could all be considered romance in, in some aspect. So here we are on our digital feature. Colin if you'd like to contribute what your knowledge at nine four nine eight two four five eight two four that's nine four nine UCI nine four eight UCI KCI. Yeah, I like to have guests usually so they can talk about their experiences in the field. I think in the coming weeks we're going to have a former intern to the UCI Libraries on. He has a lot of good stuff to say about film and media. And then hopefully um, we're going to have a IT staff at the library talk about fun stuff. And then we have a prospective library student that wants to talk about libraries. Right now she's getting her PhD on campus for anthropology, I believe, but she didn't want to become a professor, so she's looking at library school. And then there's another grad student on campus for film and media, visual studies, I believe, that um, hopefully will come down and talk about that program. I'm considering going into that after library school because I just love school, and more so, I love film and media, so why not continue when, you know, supposedly the jobs aren't that available right now? Might as well continue building your skills, even though you're gonna increase your loans. It's not a bad idea. While you're young, just stay in school, keep at it. It's fun. then the summer session is eight weeks that I'm in, so we're almost done. We have one week left. And then we have fall semester at the end of the month. Next month. At the end of next month. Why? Why go to library school? Why not? But, you know libraries aren't getting as much attention as they should be in in the past they were more respected but now with the internet and ebooks you th- you would think, oh well, the library just has paperbacks. Why go there when everything's on an ebook which is true but you still usually have to purchase ebooks usually and um Libraries are letting you rent them now. Check them out for free. I actually um, have a card at the L.A. County Public Library. And just by going on their website and typing in my library card number and PIN number, I was able to download an MP3 of an audiobook for checkout, which was very futuristic, I felt, because... Usually I would think the audiobooks are on CD physically at the library, which is how it was for the Newport Beach Public Library, but for the other audiobook I had to listen to at the L.A. County Public Library, it's just you go on their website, you type in your stuff, and you don't even have to go to a library to check something out, which is kind of scary for the future of the actual library space, the building. Like I would still want an actual building to work in, but what if in the future librarians are just at a computer from home getting paid to be collecting ebooks for the virtual library and there's no actual in-person interaction anymore which, you know, little by little there's less and less in-person interaction for everything out there going on these days. So I'm going to end the, the show with some um, Mr. Loveless. If you didn't catch that 90s children's song, here's your second chance. So stay tuned next week where we talk about more exciting Library Archives and Museums Issues. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for The OC Show with Cameron Jackson.